Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire a show, a podcast slash video cast um, interview. Uh, another amazing, amazing uh, person here today, or individual dynamic leader that we are going to interview. I'm really excited because she is out of. She's not a, in in the U.S., so we're expanding our reach and we're getting more and more. Uh, individuals who are experts in their field and just bringing that wisdom to the women entrepreneurs that are connected to this podcast and video cast. And today, an amazing, amazing uh, person to interview. Her name is Paulina Tenner. Welcome, Paulina, to the Women Entrepreneurs Show. Absolute pleasure to be on. Thank you so much for inviting me. Hi, I'm loving it. So before we get into your story, I want to read a little bit about your professional bio and then you can you can give us the real story. <laughs> so oh, cool. thank you. Paulina is an entrepreneur, an angel investor, a TEDx speaker, and a founder of Grant Tree, started with the purpose to help tech startups navigate the complex world of government funding. Since 2010, the team grew organically over two from two to over 50 and raised over 200 million euros, which equates to about 209 million US for more than 600 technology startups and scale-ups using solely government funding schemes. Grantree is also an open culture company, which pioneered a self-set salary scheme and an empowering culture governed by holacracy. Paulina is also a seed investor and a startup mentor who features as a keynote, which she just got done with a keynote yesterday, a speaker at technology conferences worldwide. She has been interviewed by the BBC, the Financial Times, The Guardian, featured on Channel 5 in the Huffington Post and VirginiaStartups.com and many more. Fun fact, and we can't wait to hear about this. She is also an author of Laid Bear, What the Business Leader Learned from being a stripper, describing leadership lessons she learned as a burlesque dancer, which will be coming out in January. Now, is that January of 2022 or 2022? It's already come out. It's already come out. So, awesome. Uh, well, yes. Yeah, yeah, welcome, yeah. Welcome again, Paulina, to the Women Entrepreneur Show. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. I am in fact dialing from Vienna, even though I'm based in London. I just delivered a really uh, exciting keynote yesterday at an innovation conference over here. So yeah, really excited to be in the show. Welcome everyone who is tuning in. I I am so excited. I'm, I'm glad that you were able to fit us in in your, in your busy schedule. And I look forward to hearing you, hearing more about your business because clearly, I mean, when I read through this, you know, organically your your company grew into the double from two people to over fifty people. You've helped obviously a lot of other companies start up and grow um, based on finding funding, which is a, a challenge for a lot of entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. So, give us a a little bit of a of a background, and I'm sure there's a lot um, that is covered in the book. <laughs> but give us a little bit of background that led you from that role of being a yeah. burlesque dancer into being a company owner. Yeah, so actually the two kind of happened in parallel. So I arrived in London in 2006 and I got immediately attracted to the entrepreneurial community because those were the people that had the chutzpah to decide, oh, I want to disrupt this given industry. And actually 
going for it and I was like oh my god I really want to be part of part of this crowd it just felt like the kind of people that I wanted to hang out with so I started my first company then I started my second grant tree which is doing quite well and maybe two or three years into the development of that company I felt like okay I'm clearly um shining as a business person I'm really kind of surprised by how well I'm able to actually build a business uh, which is probably one of the most difficult things I've done however it feels like something very very precious is being lost so the part of me that I used to love so much the creativity the um, rebelliousness the playfulness uh, that is somehow gone because there's just no space for it in my career and in my working day and uh, as I was having those thoughts, there was this particular day when I was um, walking from London Piccadilly Circus to Leicester Square in uh, uh, for a business meeting, and I passed by a cabaret venue, and as the chance might be, they were just having a burlesque show rehearsal, and I just dropped in, popped in, um, had a little look, and I was absolutely mesmerized by what I saw there, because what I saw there was exactly what I felt I was missing in my life. So it wasn't just about the costumes and the glitter and the sequins. It was just about the sense of freedom and passion mm. and absolute loving of life. And I just felt, wow, like this could be me, but not in this lifetime. In this lifetime, I'm this business person who is talking to CEOs, CFOs um, during her working day. And this is not, not meant to me, for me. And then I thought to myself, well, why not? Why can't I have everything in my life that I would want to? And so I treated it as a project. I uh, decided I was going to find out how one becomes a burlesque showgirl. So I did the research. I spoke to a few people in my network and I found a few burlesque schools in London. I joined one of them. I did a few courses. And one of the greatest adventures in my life began. Uh, so that's the short story. So I would say I, for quite a while, I had this double life where I was doing business during the day and I was dancing burlesque at night and I felt it was like really exciting and naughty. And at some point I just, I was just like, I'm going to merge those two identities and be just open and transparent with the world about who I am and what I do. It gives me great joy, great pleasure. And I think our true power lies at the intersection of where different parts of our personality meet and interact. I love that. I love that. I'm all about the personality because I'm all about that neuroscience of what makes people tick. And I love that mm -hmm. you were able to let go of the confines of, mm. you know, those, those thought processes that stop you from doing something that is so seemingly outside of your, your norm. <laughs> mm. And mm. then embrace that and and be able to to have them both and enjoy them both in your life. Mm. So you're still a CEO. Are you still embracing the dancing? Um, so at this point, I'm a non-executive director. So just an advisor to my company. So I uh, retired from it to pursue several personal business projects that I have on the go right now. Speaking is one of them. Um, so I have some involvement, but not active day-to-day -day involvement in the business, uh, but I still kind of reap the benefits of having been the founder and being paid dividends, etc. So that gives me, leaves me in a really kind of comfortable financial position to pursue kind of pretty much whatever interests me, which is a beautiful place to be. And yes, I am dancing. Uh, it's a hobby. It's not something that I do on a regular basis, mm -hmm. 
but I am just about just negotiating with one um, event promoter to do my kind of um, keynote speech, which is most popular at the moment, what the business leader learned from the stripper and follow it up by a burlesque performer performance so really bringing those two aspects of my personality together I'm really excited about this honestly immensely excited <laughs> very cool so in this because you you were building in, in in the financial world right yes the dollars and cents and that's really a very male dominated yeah. um industry it's not yeah. something where you see a lot of I mean just period there aren't nearly as many female CEOs of companies as there are yeah. male CEOs and even more so that that balance is even even further off when you talk yeah. about finances or the financial industry so what did you learn in that space like what did what was it like being a, a female bringing your gifts as a woman into that space very good question because in my book actually I talk a lot about what I like to refer to as um, to as uh, the masculine side of our leadership and the feminine side of our leadership. So um, having started a business and kind of really reoriented the entirety of my life around this kind of new identity of being a businesswoman, I found that I was very good when it came to this kind of masculine leadership. So I was very kind of oriented towards competition, getting things done, being organized, uh, being um, ambitious, and that's all well and good. Um, but... I was missing the other aspect of leadership, which is equally vital, which is all about intuition, which is about uh, playfulness and creativity, which is about being able to stop and tune into yourself and tune into the moment, um, which is about surrendering to the kind of flow of life as opposed to always having an agenda. And um, in the book, I write a lot about how being a burlesque dancer and how in fact, having having any embodied hobby can help you integrate both parts of leadership and become a much more powerful leader overall. The kind of leader that I believe the world really badly needs right now. You know, people who have integrated the very competitive, ambitious, goal-oriented part with the values-driven part, mm -hmm. with the um, much more emotionally aware part. I think that those are the kind of people that I really aspire to and that I want to spend my time with in my life. Yeah, you know, I think that's important. One of the, you hit on some things, being able to really embrace, like you function in that male-dominated world, but do so and allowing your, your female brain strengths to come through. One yeah. of the things that I talk about to female leaders is you have natural, natural, men have natural gifts, women have natural gifts. And oftentimes, if you're in a male dominated world, you kind of hide those female gifts, right? Mm -hmm. You don't embrace them as much. But it sounds like you really in your life, by integrating this, this mm -hmm. hobby of sorts that that became part of yeah. who you are, you were able to en embrace that well. Yeah, really taught me, kind of took me back to my femininity, to my body, to my intuition, to my listening skills, um, to the wisdom of my body, which uh, these days really helps me make business decisions, for example. Um, so I think what I advise startup founders and, and leaders is to find a way back home to their bodies, is to really, um, you know, come back 
feel their hearts, their guts, as opposed to just being stuck in their heads, which, you know, I used to be. I, I was in that world very much so. So I was a woman in business, but very masculine in a sense of my leadership qualities there were very um, masculine and kind of oriented towards ambition, competitiveness, etc. And yet you found your greater success or at least um, emotional success when you mm-hmm. were able to embrace both. Is that kind of the messaging that I'm hearing? Absolutely. And I just can't help feeling the more, more founders and um, really amazing leaders I'm meeting that what we really need right now as a global popula- population is to solve some of the kind of global crisis that, that we're dealing with is people who are integrated leaders to, that have you know both of the qualities around the masculine leadership, being organized, being competitive, being ambitious, but also around the kind of feminine or kind of yin as opposed to yang um, leadership qualities. And that's around values, that's around, um, you know, being community minded, that's around being intuitive. Um, I honestly think that we need both uh, to really, you know, thrive in the world and to kind of repair a lot of damage that we've done um, over the decades and the centuries. Yeah, I'd like your um, your angle that you're coming at it from, because, again, when I teach, I'm always teaching the difference in the brain, right? And the Y chromosome mm-hmm. definitely is different than the XY mm-hmm. is different than the XX. And I always talk about like on your board of directors, on your board of advisors and your leadership teams, you need to have both brains, right? You need to have... Yeah so that you have both those influences, but you're all, you're saying that even with that you want to tap into or what benefited you was being able to incorporate both of those in your own brain. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So what I kind of talk to or talk about when I mentor a lot of startups, for example, is the so-called inner board of directors. So who sits on your inner board of directors? What are those different kind of voices or forces that guide you in your decisions and in your, in your everyday life? Um, and it really, really helps to have a really good diversity on your inner board of directors in terms of different voices that can pull you in the direction of the mind, the logic, but also that can pull you into direct into the direction of intuition, uh, embodied wisdom, uh, values, etc. And I think that really matters. And all of us, regardless of genders have the capacity to tune into both sides and integrate them. So achieve what, you know, tantric masters refer to as the inner marriage. Very, very interesting. Now you wear a lot of hats. You have here queen, warrioress, lover, mother, witch. <laughs> so tell us about those, those different hats. You have a family. Um, obviously you have, you have children. No, I have a husband um, and uh, parents still around, which is amazing, and a sister who just got married. Um, I really believe in having a balance in your in your life, and that's something I had to grow into. As you know, when I was growing my businesses, I was really, really heavily focused on that, you know, productivity, competitiveness, and. Uh, that doesn't really bring at the end of the day real satisfaction or real fulfillment if there is no balance in with the other aspects of who I am and of my life. So it's super important for me these days to spend enough time just helping my friends and just being there for 
them um, or just being of use to the wider community. So even though I'm a paid keynote speaker these days, I still sometimes do unpaid speaking gigs just because I want to support community or I mentor startups for free. So I, there's also a part of me that really wants to contribute and really wants to kind of add value uh, and because I've been helped on my journey I want to be able to pass that pay that forward and help people who are where maybe I was a few years ago so that's super important to me so I have that recognition I guess and I'm still growing in that uh, that there are different aspects of me different hats I'm wearing different roles I'm playing in my life and unless I can have a balance between them and I, unless I can kind of seamlessly step from, from one role to the other, almost kind of every day of my working life, then at the end of the day, I will not die as a fulfilled, kind of wholesome individual having lived a rich life, you know, because uh, I don't want to just be immensely successful, but not, uh, not having contributed, not having loved and supported people in my life. Mm-hmm. Or had people love and support you. <laughs> Absolutely. That goes both ways always. Absolutely. So did you have a mentor? Did you have a powerful um, businesswoman or, or influence in your life that gave you, because you, uh, you know, doing all of this, you've accomplished so much. Did you have a mentor that helped you along the way? I've had several, yes, um, across the years, and I've kind of mentored st- startups as well on my end. So, yes, there were quite a few people that I've been influenced by. My first business partner uh, was someone who was in their 50s while I was in their early, in my early 20s. So I learned a lot from him about business. I actually learned everything I know about business from, you know, hanging out with people who are much better than me <laughs> at, at a number of things. So I owe a lot to people that have been open enough and helpful enough and to people that I've met on my ways. Uh, so I do my best to be the same, to to pay it forward as much as I'm able to um, in terms of being helpful to people that are earlier, early, earlier on, on their journey than, than I am at this present moment. That's so, that's so awesome. So what would be your, um, your biggest piece of advice, your biggest, because there are a lot of challenges for Mm. women entrepreneurs, challenges that are unique to women. Not that men don't have Mm. challenges as well. I mean, there's a lot going on in the world. So obviously there are a lot of challenges period, but women tend to have this battle between their home and their, the things that they do there. And you just talked beautifully about how to, Mm. you know, keep balance between all of Mm. those. But if you've got, because we do have a lot of women entrepreneurs, obviously that listen to this, if you have one that's looking at, or they're struggling maybe with keeping that balance or they're struggling, maybe it's with trying to get capital. Like what's your biggest piece of advice? What would you say to a young female entrepreneur or even a middle-aged female entrepreneur that's getting started in their business I would say that everything starts with filling your own cup first and self-awareness and self-knowledge and obviously that's a lifelong process Mm -hmm. so there is quite a lot of things I know about myself in my late 30s now that I didn't know about myself in my early 20s for example however it's a lifelong process of discovery But unless you are clear about your own values, about what's important to you, about 
how to look after yourself and your own biological, emotional needs, you will not be able to support a a team and build something that's long-lasting and sustainable. So honestly, start with yourself as well at first, with your um, self-knowledge, with your own self-awareness, spend time, dedicate time, invest time into building that most important relationship of our lives, which is our relationship with ourselves. Um, And as much as I am a strong advocate of having a mentor and listening to other people that are more experienced than you, I'm also an advocate of listening to your own inner voices and the voice of intuition. And I wish I was doing that a lot more early on in my career. So uh, uh, trust yourself, know yourself, trust yourself. That would be it. I like that. And do something fun for yourself. I mean, you've, you've patterned such a, such a beautiful pattern. You want to do something totally out of the box, yeah. but it fills you. It, it, it helps you to have fun. It helps you with that, you know, that self-care. Well, piece I would say it's essential. And that's one of the key reasons why I um, wrote the book and why I actually keep talking about, you know, what the business leader learned from the stripper, not because, a lot of people in the audience will have had experience with burlesque, not at all. But I really try to advocate that um, being able to tap into that wild, passionate, controversial side, which all of us have in some shape or form, will ultimately make you a, a more fulfilled and passionate and magnetic human being, and B, will change and transform the way you show up in business. So I would say it's absolutely essential, particularly for a budding entrepreneur, because I've been there. I remember working, you know, 60 hours a week and absolutely every ounce of my energy going into the business. It's absolutely essential to have that one thing, at least, which is all about your enjoyment which is the me time and where you get replenished where you get kind of your creative juices flowing i think it's absolutely essential element of self-care for entrepreneurs i love it i love it i love it such such an amazing amazing um message in that now is that part of the message tell us a little bit about the book before we we need to kind of wrap up here in a couple of minutes but tell us a little bit about the book that came out in January. Is that part of the message that you carry in there? Yes, absolutely. So the first part of the book is dedicated to the kind of like evolution of my company and my company Grand Tree is quite unique in that it uh, implemented a number of very innovative cultural practices around self-set pay, for example, where people uh, were empowered to choose um, their own salaries based on their research of the market and based on Um, a given process that they had to follow. We have complete financial transparency, meaning people know what everybody else is earning, what the company is spending money on, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So uh, the first part of the book is all about kind of our evolution and how we decided to kind of like, you know, just instead of settling for a traditional hierarchical setup, do something weird and do something different. And... um, the lessons that we've learned of which there were plenty and the uh, things that we did wrong and what we've learned and I can kind of give, give some advice to people that are committed to creating extraordinary workplaces um, how to do that um, and at least you know based on our, our learnings uh, what are the things that you might want to consider or look into 
And the second part of the book is dedicated much more to um, the feminine and masculine leadership qualities, but also how, you know, feminine and masculine leadership shows up in the world and what to do to build those two internal capacities and to be able to get to a point where you can become an integrated, wise, mature, developed leader, uh, kind of leader that the world really needs right now. Amazing. Awesome. So we just put up on the screen and it'll be in the show notes how to, with the name of the book, Laid Bare, what the business leader learned from, from the stripper. It uh, should be a fascinating read. And if people want to follow you, let me see here. We also probably have some, some, um, do we have, a, you can go to Paulina. Yes, yeah, so it's very easy. I'm just going to type it in here. It's at Paulina Tenner on all social media. So that's my first name and my last name. And my personal website is paulinatenner.com. And you can sign up for updates there as well. And Perfect. have a look at the book and some of the keynotes I've done. And uh, just connect with me. I love connecting with entrepreneurs. I consciously, part of my time, no, better, no matter how busy I am, goes to being able to support founders and have those conversations, which, you know, sometimes are life-changing for people and sometimes are just like a little stepping stone uh, on their journey. I love it. I love it. Well, I'm looking forward to staying connected with you. We will have all of those links in the show on the, on the description page on the YouTube channel, as well as if you're listening to this as a podcast uh, in the show page at women entrepreneurs podcast network. Uh, dot com. So we are excited that we had you here, Paulina. Thank you very much. I know it's later in the day in the evening for you. And I know you had a busy travel with your keynote yesterday. So we're honored that you were on the program with us today. Thank you very much. For Likewise, thank you so much for uh, finding a slot for me in your show. I think it's a fantastic show, particularly to inspiring female entrepreneurs. And I'm so much about supporting ladies in business. So it's been a great pleasure, a great honor to be uh, on your show today. I love it. Thank you for being here. And for those of you who want to get more or want to follow women entrepreneurs, you can go to we dot where at we dot com. Uh, no, at we dot entrepreneur <laughs> on Instagram. We are women entrepreneurs extraordinaire dot com is our website. We're under a complete re redo right now. So it may be down um, when you go there. But if it if it isn't, then or if it is go ahead and check back in a couple of weeks we will be we're real excited on what we're launching there women all plural women entrepreneurs with an s.com if you want information on perhaps being on the show or becoming a member send a, an email to info at women entrepreneurs extraordinaire.com or talk to our group liaison kelly cooper k-e-l-l-i at womenentrepreneurs.com, and we'll get you connected. And as I, once again, thank you, Paulina, for being here. Thank you. We are honored that you were here. We are honored for everybody who is watching uh, this program and taking and share it. Give us a thumbs up. Give us a share. Comment. All of that helps it to, if this is a great message that you think your friends or your colleagues should hear, then all of that, you know, pumps up the ratings. So anyways, thank you so very much. And as I like to finish all of my shows, I want everyone to go outside, get some fresh air, and simply enjoy every moment. Mm -hmm.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.